Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. It's Happy a great New year. year. We welcome Bishop Bobby, Bishop Dana to our teleclass tonight. Looking forward to it. So, Dana, did you have a good welcoming New Year? I did, Padre. I don't remember it, though. <laughs> <laughs> All I know is that every day keeps working out just perfectly and that I'm going to just keep taking that through this new year. Just it's about not letting any of the anxieties show up and be in front of you and you grab onto them and wrestle with them. It's simply about giving them up to God via our last couple conversations that we've had online with everyone and then living by that. It isn't just kind of like, oh, I listened to that. It was really great. I tried it once. It worked out awesome, but I'm going to go back to my old behavior. So Beautifully said, Dana. And I'm with you on that one. How about you, Bishop Bobby? How was your new year welcoming it in? It was good, Padre. I I worked and just really saw a lot of things, <laughs> both how the universe is kind of unfolding right now and sort of how I need to look at some things. So that, that was really good. It was very timely and beautiful unfolding. With God, everything's beautiful. Sure. Did you deliver any babies while into the new year already? I don't recall delivering any babies, but I felt a little bit like a baby being delivered. (laughs) (laughs) So that was nice. That was nice. I did. I did a lot of good work. I mean, on myself and in, in some personal areas. So it was really good. That's beautiful, Bobby. I'm so happy to hear that. And I'm sure all of us have at least attempted to look at thyself and then also look what God sees for our future. I think this is what our session is about tonight, is really just exploring. The title is Look Up and See, and that came from one of my experiences at a healing service when I'm looking for God's word and something powerful, and the the scripture, I think it was Psalm 91, it says, look up and see, and it just poured through me, and it took me to another dimension, so I thought, I believe the Holy Spirit wants to carry that in, and not just for me, but for everybody. Our theme for celebrating life is expect the unexpected, which means it's like, just let's open up our hearts to the more. We've been looking back for so long. Let's look ahead. Let's see what God can do through us, with us as our community. And I believe that's going to set a precedent, but also set fires, not only within me, within our community and those that we associate with, because the scripture says we are a flame, we're a light of Christ. And we need to start showing that, not showing up for ourselves, but also then for our neighbors, our family, our friends, our co-workers. So to me, this is what we're going to explore tonight in on that unfoldment of, I don't say looking back, but looking back at the past in order to set a future in front of us. So with that said, Bishop Bobby, would you open up our session with prayer tonight? Happy to, Padre. Thank you. Dearest Mother, Father, God, infinite intelligence, the universal I am presence, the all that is, our great compassionate light, and the Christ consciousness, which illuminates, heals, restores, unites, uplifts. Holy Spirit, Bring us to the highest frequency vibration, that which magnifies, come. 
overtake each of our hearts, minds, and bodies. Come, bring us to a place of good. Show creative ways to be called into our vision, your message, your way. May the grace and mercy of a living divine presence bring peace, shalom, salvation. We trust because the living waters quench. We hunger and the bread of life feeds and multiplies. We rest in the arms of the almighty and we know the heart of God tonight together. Amen. 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 Definitely a foundational prayer, my friend. It captured a lot of who we are, where we're going, but also the, the steps in order that which we can participate in, share in life with God and each other. Because in that presence, everything else matters. And I really want to highlight that in a sense for tonight. And we're going to do something a little different, not that we we follow the Holy Spirit, let's put it that way. And so in planning this, God had my little ear kind of twisted it. And go, no, 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 not that. No, 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 not that. No, 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 not that one. It's like, I'm going to say, for crying out loud, that's what I said. <laughs> God, sorry. <laughs> I didn't get my way this time. But it's like, so we're going to just enter into God's presence. And with that prayer and both preparation for Dana, myself, and Bobby, that we're just going to hear from the Holy Spirit. I actually just have two questions that we're going to start out with, and then we're just going to evolve into what express God wants for you. And number one, I just want to say thank you for tuning in our first teleclass for our Zoom for 2022. Thank you for showing up. And to me, it shows your heart that wants to know more, wants to tap in for the greater, because I'm going after the greater. I'm holding on to Jesus' robe right now. Just say, show me your mercy. Show me your kindness. Show me your miracles. Show me who you are. And that's been my prayer throughout the Holy Week and also Christmas, New Year's, and entering into the new. And I'm ready. I'm ready to expand God in more ways than I could ever experience before. So my first question actually comes before Dana. And these are actually... I don't say unusual questions. They're not the standard, which, what did you feel about this or that? It's really a challenging one. So Dana, is there a cap on what we can experience in life? And if so, what is it? Is it a belief or is it a fear? Oh, it's a lot more than that. <laughs> so yes, Padre, there's two answers to that question. There's the question that doesn't want the answer in which you'll say, absolutely not. There's no cap on life. You can experience everything. And that would be a lie. And I'm going to get back to that. The real cap that we have, as you suggested, will be a belief or a fear or a lack of forgiveness or all the seven deadly sins. Mm -hmm. But in the Sufi tradition, those sins take a different verbiage and they're called passions. And instead of seven, there are nine passions. So they added two other sins that for somehow Christianity decided to let go of, which is, one is lying. <laughs> anyway, so 
With the Sufi tradition, they also show the other side of that passion is a virtue or an essence of God that we all possess. So there is no cap. We have all the essences, but we turn away from those essences when we clutch onto something and, and want it. And that's where the Buddhist tradition came first, where they said there are 10 fetters and fetters are called attachments. And as Buddha kept trying to teach, where and, and Jesus was doing it too, but he didn't use those words as much because he was trying to get in the nitty gritty of what people were doing. But attachments is what we do as a spirit that we don't even realize we're doing all the time by living our life in a regular way. Like an attachment and a belief of I can experience anything. So I'm going to follow my bliss. I'm going to go do the thing that I feel I should do. Now, now I'm going to come back to that first category I was talking about where there is a cap and that cap's going to be based upon your choice with God as you first came in, which is defined as a soul chart, or we try to define it a little bit more as an astrology pattern, which says, I came in to work on these things. And in those areas, I'm willing to let go and move up to be closer with God. Now, that means if I decide to go way over there to get away from the thing I need to deal with, that's going to be a cap because you agreed with creator. Don't let me go off track and get lost in something else when I really set this as my homework. So sometimes a cap is an attachment to do something that you didn't come to do, but it's always an attachment. So I want to add one last reading here from Ron Ross, The Healing Path of Prayer on page 70. We don't like to hear that we have to let go in order to receive. We'd rather blame God and say that maybe God doesn't want to bless us. God always wants to bless. God is continuous and never ending. So it's up to us to put back into circulation what we have hoarded what we're attached to, and what we continue to hoard, what we keep believing in and never are willing to ask, is this belief true? Or did I take that on from somebody else that I love that seems really familiar and helpful to me, but it's kind of limiting toward what God's asking me to do. So as we, if for some reason we keep, keep that stuff that we're not using, including our beliefs and thoughts and attachments, that literally says to the universe, I have a fearful spirit a poverty mentality, I'm afraid I'll never have enough. So the universe responds by saying, right, you'll never have enough because that is your focus. Great, I bless you with not having. Our thoughts are lacking enough that fear is set up a vibration that attracts the very thing that we fear. So our biggest difficulty is really asking ourselves, why is it I'm afraid to look at what I'm attached to when I'm really tired of where I'm at? Because what's keeping me where am I at? where I'm at is my belief about this sucks. So, you know, as I've talked about continuously for a, almost a year now, I've been undergoing a transformation that other people want to call an illness. Now, an illness is a way that I transform because it allows those people around me to be okay with the new version of Dana that's there after the illness. That's what I learned because my parents were both doctors and nurses. So if I came out seeing things, then they were going to go, oh, that's because he was sick. <laughs> but if I just simply, God graces me with the, the, the ability to see the word or see imagery or see a, 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 an angel, then everybody's like freaked out about it. So I've been taking this time to really dig deep into why am I stuck in these attachments? And what it comes down to is a terrible fear or yes, the attachment is to a fear. I'm terrified that in my true state of who I am, I can't exist on this planet without being killed by society. I know it doesn't even make sense. It's not the witch ages. It's not anything. It's not like that anymore. I won't be persecuted. I won't be hunted down. In fact, if anything, the world wants more of this right now. It wants people to, to bleed open into their, 
loving heart or into their peaceful mind or into their true talents. So our real difficulty is that we continually own and control the cap space. Nobody else does it except us. I agree. That's magnificently said, Dana, because the, we all have, I call it the cap or the belief. And it's usually in the past of what we either our parents said or a spouse, a minister, doesn't matter who, but has really put a, a limitation on who we are. And then our own beliefs that come as we're maturing, we're supposed to be transforming. But what I know I fail to do at times is to let go, as you said. It, when you were telling your story, it reminded me of when Ron Roth passed away 12 years ago. And I was in a little funk, or it's just a big funk, because I knew I needed to carry on. He says, the ministry is yours now. And it's like, well, what do I do with this? Not everybody followed me once Ron left, so did everybody depart, which is a normal response to a teacher because people have favorites. People like what the teacher says. So when a new teacher shows up, it can be difficult. And mm-hmm. it didn't pay for me to have low self-esteem because then I, I just fed on this the fetter, so to speak. What I realized is like, well, I, I ventured out and here's how <laughs> I'll picture it. There's a script, I don't know if script it says, you can't put new wine in old wineskin. And that's so true. Well, that wineskin was Ron Roth, his ability to preach, teach, heal. And so here comes now Padre Paul. And it's like, well, he's a new wine, but I want to fit in the old wineskin. And so I decided, well, God, I will carry on this ministry that you gave me, but here's my conditions. <laughs> you know, I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm only going to teach in Illinois. I don't have to do major things. And, and I tried that for two years and it was like, no, no, no. Our first retreat had a whole 30 people. And it, that issue continued because I would not change because this was my I said my agreement with God. Now, God never agreed. <laughs> God says, I have more for you. But in my limitations, in my cap, I stayed there. And it wasn't until my thorn in the side called Bishop Dana that he kept saying, you got to come out to California. It's like, Mm-mm. <laughs> that's not my agreement. <laughs> and then he played the friendship one. Well, I'll pay your way here. Just come and sit in my class. Darn it anyway, I couldn't, I didn't have anything to come back on. So I did. And it opened the door. It opened the door for the new wine, which I never thought even was possible for me or celebrating life. And here we are today. We have almost a hundred in our community, monks ordained friars, students. I look back and I on one of my sheets I had written up in when Ron passed away in 2009. And we only had 12 students in our program at the time. Now we have over 40. And, and I forget the monks of the day right now, we're close to 40. So our numbers are strong. And because of God's ability to break me, <laughs> break my cap and allow grace to unfold here, to me, that's the goal. And I don't have to be your example. You have your own example of maybe where you resisted, maybe you're still resisting, but this is a brand new year, a brand new slate. So if we can let go of the old wineskin, the old belief, and enter into the new, to me, that will be a success for you, for God, for everyone around us. So my next question is going to be for my little friend, Bobby. 
why do you believe, why do we believe in bad news when our natural state of mind is God is good? Okay, professor, take it away. Oh, well, <laughs> I'm going to light a candle. <laughs> with, a with a question like that, you need to have some atmosphere, some ambiance. I looked at that question. I looked at that question and I went, okay, this is your new beginning in your new year. So this I looked at that question. I was very glad that Bobby got it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, bring on the light. Here's a beautiful little candle to welcome in the new year. And it says, you're only given one little spark of madness. You mustn't lose it. Oh, wow. That's on the candle. I just thought that was really a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful yeah. thing. So Padre, your question is really good. And it, I actually had to really ponder it. So what I heard when I read it was, how can you listen for your spirit in the presence of bad news? So bad news comes, and of course, a lot of times we give up the ghost. We lose our spirit, we, we have a reaction, we go into what I would consider not, not the heart of God, but the mind of humanity and all of its multitudes and possibilities, some of which can be wisdom and some of which can be chaos. But if we are listening for our own spirit in these times of bad news, we understand that the, really the only answer that the mind can ever give is, I don't know. The mind doesn't know. The mind is just, a, is just a, a box that gets filled with whatever's happening, whatever karmas are playing out, what, wherever you're, whatever atmosphere you happen to be in at the moment. You could have asked me that question and I could have been at the hospital and had a very different response. But instead, I got that question and I was home in my home sanctuary and the multitudes of the divine kept tumbling in. So I said, okay, this is really good. So if I'm listening to my spirit in the presence of bad news, well, I understand that my mind isn't going to really give me an answer, but I do need to get an answer. So we all, I, I started to reflect, why am I even here? Well, I came here to grow. I came here to evolve. I came here to be exposed to a lot of opportunities and a lot of experiences because I, by nature, I'm actually very introverted. So I must come to earth in order to have a different type of experience to grow my, to grow my spirit. And also to, to really understand have a, I'm a devotee, a devotional person by nature. So I think I came to earth to really understand that God is everywhere in all things, as Bishop Dana was teaching us. And that it, I could get caught up in all the chaos and the traumas and the, the fears and the inhumanity, the, re, the, 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 the revenge and all of that stuff. I could. I could. It's very easy. Things, when, you're, when something comes at you and it hurts, it hurts. There's no getting around that. If, you're, if you misunderstand something, it can, the misperception can cause a lot of pain, cause a lot of chaos or anxiety. But if I start tapping back into my spirit, I really get that there's a mission, a purpose, a plan, and that my mind actually gets sort of conditioned from painful things. 
more than pleasure and more more than the the divine. And it wasn't until historically that is, and it wasn't until I encountered Ron Roth and I heard for the first time set a trap for God, and I interpreted that wherever the eye can see, it must reflect the divine, even even if there's chaos. There's got to be a, a a moment of divinity in that chaos. And it's only up to me to, to, to find it. I just have to see it. Once I see it, I just need one little teeny anchor point. It could be a Padre Pio candle. <laughs> I just need one little anchor point. And then I am brought back into the truth of my spirit. So these, these rules, this, these programs, these contracts, all of this stuff that is a, a bog or a burden is there. I'm not doing battle with it. It is there. I'm not disowning it. I'm just not identifying with it. I'm actually, I'm more interested in the, the beauty coming out of Padre Pio's eyes than I am with any kind of anxiety or stress. So now this is really important because we all have a nervous system and we can infect each other with our nervous systems. We can infect each other with fear, with anxiety, with worry, with dread, with a problem, with a reality. It's this way, it's this way, it's this way. We can do that. We don't have to do that. We can say, oh my gosh, I'm so afraid right now and I really am wanting to just sink my teeth into the problem. But when I'm telling you that, when I'm confiding in you in that moment, I just really want to say, I love you. And I'm so glad you're right here right now, because if I didn't have this experience with you right now, I might go down a a tricky place. But because you're right in front of me and I can look at you and I see angels all around you, I see a fluffy, lovely sweater, I see a beautiful bald head that's full of love and light, I feel good. I'm reminded that my spirit is divinely made and that I'm here on purpose and on point. And it's just a matter of me coming back into that place, into that heart. So I can then get into relationship with God, with my higher self, my guides, my guidance, my and angels. I can rest my spirit in this loftier energy. And then I can move into my heart because really, if I move out of the mind and into the heart, there is no there is no qualm. The heart of God is the mind of God. So if I'm inviting God into my heart, then I'm in the mind of God and there's no problem. There's no separation. There's no issue. There's no, there's no disconnection. So I keep, I have a practice where I bring myself into the heart center and I, and I understand that it's a Geiger counter for God and uh, it's a divining rod for grace. And then my mind of God can be evolved or cultivated. And because it's at rest, it's at peace. It's beyond the nervous system. It's, it's in the infinite. The, the heart chakra by its nature is a different portal than the nervous system. So I understand that if I can continue to rest in that space of the divine in my heart, I can continue to evolve my humanity, my spirit, and my, my, my purpose in being here. So I get rewired. I get rewired naturally. And in oneness, they, they, they taught us that if your heart opens, you will awaken. If you awaken, your heart will open. So either direction, this circuit is established in either direction, but you have to have either the awakening or the heart opened. 
So I knew a long time ago when I first started with Oneness that because I'd been involved in a supernatural ministry for so many years, 23 years, with supernatural beings like yourself, like Padre Ron, and all of the incredible multitude of beings, light beings that are part of this ministry, I knew my heart was going to be my way to, to awakening. And so I just always rested in my heart. So I made sure I made a heart connection with Bhagavan. I made a heart connection with Ama. I made a heart connection with the guides. When So I wasn't taking information in with my brain, with my mind. I was taking it into my heart, this infinite portal of grace and wisdom. And then my awakening happened. And I even remember the day it happened because I could feel the shift and it was through the heart. And I, I was dancing to a song <laughs> and suddenly my heart just burst open. And I knew, I knew that I knew that I knew that awakening had ho- happened in my life, but it came through my heart. Then the rest of me got the message and all of the, as Bishop Data's background, all of the confetti and fireworks took happened. So if you don't mind, if we all just close our eyes, put our hands in our heart for just a moment, because the energy is very high right now. And you just say to your heart, I love you. I love you. And you might even say, that scares the crap out of me because I don't know what I'm saying. And I'm in an audience of a hundred people, but I love you. Then you look, you listen, and you feel for a reply. And you don't do it too quickly. Don't let your nervous system jump you out of the experience. Stay in the I love you that you're saying to your heart. And if you are having an experience, it's probably something like a sensation or a warmth or a movement under your hands. And your heart is giving you an example of its wisdom. It's giving you an example of its its personal testimony. And it's saying back to you in some kind of way, I love you too. We are one. And then as you learn to tap into this every day, you start tapping the wisdom that's there, the little nuggets, the little kernels. You might even start realizing that there is a place in your heart where your divine is always permanently established. And you might even find that your angels like to hang out there too. So your guardian angels, your guide angels, they're there too. And suddenly you can start teasing these, the multitudes, the fishes and loaves of the divine's presence through your own heart center, through your own sensorium through your own experience, and it becomes your supernatural reality. My Jesus is different than your Jesus, but they're from the same place. Thank you, Padre. I need more angels around me. (laughs) Thank you. Bobby, what you just created in each of us is that portal to open. In my lifetime, as many times as my heart was broken, and really went down that road, maybe inviting the depression, the not being good enough, all those things. But for the eyes that you brought into the experience today was accept all instead of just, I want to be happy. I want to be joyful and not allow the heart to break in order for the the new, the the old wineskin, the 
fall away and the new wineskin to show up. So we participate in it. We help co-create that. And now looking back on 2009, I just held on to that old wineskin because I, I didn't want to go forward without Ron. So it was part of that hard opening, allowing him, allowing his spirit, allowing his ministry just to be more than it ever was on the other side instead of the physical. But like, like me, my purpose is to allow grace to manifest in all your lives. And there's a reason why you tuned in tonight for those that are listening in or who will listen on for the recording. And I believe the Holy Spirit is already nudging us to enter into that place for healing because this portal is wide open tonight. And every Dana, I remember early on in my development of my transitioning to who I am today, you were such a great support in the beginning, coming to the retreats, even though it's like, People ask, like, why is Dan showing up? He's a pretty smart guy. What's he going to learn from Padre? <laughs> and you, you always showed up and just said, whatever you want me to do, I'll do it. And it's like, I needed that support because I didn't believe in myself or the ministry moving forward. But you were the hand, you were the eyes that really held me <laughs> in place and maybe confused me in the beginning, trying to learn the FSD protocols. But now I see it very, very clearly, but it needed that foundation. And well, part of that, Padre, if I could add to what you and Bobby said, that you said so pertinently right there, you said, my purpose is to do this. That is, again, a, a, an agreement we make with Creator about what we're here. We all want to make our purpose really grand. No, it, it is what your heart is aiming at. It's not a grand thing. Not all of us are going to stand out and do these things in front of other people. A lot of times your purpose with God is to be truth or just to be peaceful or all that as my teach my upper level, they eventually go and learn that and they see it for themselves. So what we get bound in when I met you, you were in a in a three-dimensional bubble of feelings. And that's where Bobby was talking about. We get stuck with neurolog neurological feelings. And that is both the bad feelings and the good feelings. The reason you didn't want to leave that bubble was because you were afraid you would never be able to feel the good feelings anymore. But the problem with the good feelings is you always lose them. And when you lose them, you feel bad feelings. And this is why we get caught in bad news because we like to play with our neurology. Mm, what Bobby good. gave us was an education on the step over that the heart is a sacred space. Yes, when you're having feelings, your heart feels like it's broken or your heart feels like it's full. But when you're connected to the divine, it's a constant tone. It's neither mm -hmm. empty or full and you can't lose it. So we mistake a good feeling for this surrender into the divine. And we really think we did something and we haven't. We just feel better. So we're not feeling bad. So we kind of go, whoo. But then the badness comes again with the bad news because we're not looking for the, the truth in regardless of the weather. And we can't let the weather determine our feelings. And I grew up in Michigan where it seemed like most people had an emotional reaction to, to clouds. Michigan is the second cloudiest place in the country other than Seattle. Really? Because of Lake Michigan, oh, all the water right. coming off it, we have constant clouds, constant clouds. And I'd find a lot of people were depressed. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm alive. <laughs> what are you depressed about? I'm alive. There's, there's water and there's snow. Now there's sunshine. Now there's plants. I, I enjoyed it because I felt the connection, not because I was a scientist. 
I didn't try to get something more out of spring than out of fall or more out of fall than out of spring. I enjoyed them as they were because of that connection. But I always found the interference because to fit in with our friends, family, and to be normal, we're supposed to have emotional reactions to things. And if we don't, we're not being social friends. Aren't you really upset about this? Aren't you really happy about this? I remember somebody asking me at my sister's wedding, aren't you happy for her? And I was like, well, not really. She's, she's marrying my father. You know, <laughs> She'll find out what that's all about later. They'll have a good time. But happy, I don't know. This a big piece of work they cut out for themselves. I'm here for no matter what. And it's worked that way. She's really learned a lot. It's been a good marriage. They've had good kids. But yeah, it was exactly what I thought it was. Everybody else was like, oh, we don't want to see that. Yes, we have to work on these things. Sometimes we bring about conflicts into our life or we bring them into the world so that we'll work on our attachment. We don't finally say when it's all nice, like what you were saying, Padre, only if it's nice am I going to go to California. Only if it's just like it was in Illinois, I'll go there. It's like <laughs> wherever we need to go, where God's asking us is outside the bubble, which yeah. then transforms into the box. And what Bobby just taught us was the way to get out of it and to realize that our emotions are the source of some of the, are the, sorry, the emotions are the reactions from the attachments because who we are is just divine joy, which is constant like a chime that never ends. And when we decide to attach to something, that chime gets out. We try to take a picture of it. We want to put it in our poster box over here. We want to put it on a hat so we can wear it all the time or in our shirt. So it's a logo. I'm from this and I'm doing these things. And then all of a sudden, you know, the tax man calls and we're having an audit or, you know, you get fired or somebody in your family dies or yeah. something happens that shakes you up because you weren't ready for the flow. And then a life is just a series of flows. And for me, I do my best to try to create from my purpose, how to support the planet. So that happens, but I don't try to control the planet. So if we're going to blow it up, I don't care one way or another. I'm just holding space that this laboratory stays as long as we keep wanting to learn this. Oh, nice background, Bobby. He's off to the Neverlands again. <laughs> He's flying. He's got his wings. That's pretty cool. Well, you know, I love the conversation tonight because I really believe it hits a mark on each of our souls because entering into the brand new, it's a clean slate or we can allow it to be a clean slate and actually see what God sees instead of what we brought into 2022. We have our beliefs. We have our, our wants, our desires, our dislikes, all those things. But why not turn the page? Why don't we empty out that old wineskin and allow the Holy Spirit to create a brand new one for 2022? That's my heart's desire. That's what your heart's desire is, because we all want to succeed. And along the way, yes, there will be bumps. There will be deaths. There will be pain. There will be suffering. But we can choose to see through it and say, okay, yes, this is part of what God is all about that it's a transformation. It's about letting go and adding to. And for me, the I'm, I'm looking forward to this brand new year because I get to choose it for myself. And one of the things that I, the building blocks that I have is my scriptures. I believe what God has already written in it because the word said it's a living word. So it's those things that build me up and what I focus in on. So when I contemplate, what is 2022 going to be for me personally? I just see that elevation of experiencing more of God's presence in my life. But also when I lay hands on people, I see more miracles, bigger miracles, whatever they are, because it will glorify what I already know inside of me and that God is alive. And he wants you and me to experience more of that. And part of that 
for me is my limitation of allowing, which means I need to just let this be tonight and not have it structured because I do want the Holy Spirit to have her way in all our lives. A thought, a comment, Bobby? Absolutely. I wanted to share a, a little teaching from Sri Bhagavan because I always like these little nuggets and I'll just read it. It's, it's brief. To me, the only reality is the heart. What the heart says, that alone is truth. The heart might say, help him, and that would be perfect action. The heart might say, do not help him, and you don't help him, and that is perfect action. Why the heart tells this, we don't know. But as you do it, and or don't do it, you, you under, start understanding that it's the divine that's directing the cosmic consciousness through you from God, him, herself. So one can't understand why God says this and God says that, but listening to your heart means listening to God. And it really becomes that simple. And of course, it's really hard. To, I've had this experience where it's really hard to, to listen to God and then break the bad news to somebody like, I can't do this right now. I know I said I would, but I can't. And I can't even tell you why. That's, that's a really tough one. A lot of people don't understand that, but what people do understand is the relationship they have with you. And if they know that you are always striving to be in ethics and to be honorable, they will start understanding to trust the relationship, even though they don't understand your guidance or your direction. And I know that's true. I've had that experience with you, Padre, where you'll just say something and I don't question. I'll just go, okay. That's your, that's the direction because I have a relationship with you. So I trust you. And that's, and I just see what happens. I mean, that's beautifully said, Bobby. And I honor that. And in the same way with Dana, when they, when I take the lead on whatever issue or program we're going to do, they'll follow. They're a great support in that way. Cause it's in the freedom of just knowing that we're heading in that direction. That I have that support and I'm sure Maybe many of you want to say, I want those type of people in my life. But you can have them. Be that person to others, and you will have your community. I believe celebrating life is part of that right now. It's a, it's a corporate, it's a community of like-minded believers. We don't all have the answers, but we know we love God. And it's in that communion that each of us grows near to that, that space that I know that we want to be loved. We want to be healed in that place. So why don't we take an opportunity of just praying for those? And I like Bobby's little rendition of placing hand on the heart because we're we're wanting the bigger picture. We're we're desiring to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that God loves you and has already prepared the way for us. I just know the there are some that are very sick on this call, and to me that it's a calling forth of God's presence in your life. So I just say, come Holy Spirit, let the lightnings of heaven light up first the heart as it begins to, to grow and expand and allow the mercies of God, the love of God, that sweet surrender of the spirit and of our emotions, because we all hold on to things. So let the fire begin to burn these places that we've held on to for so long. And just release them now into the ethers of heaven, to the great I am presence. And I really sense our blessed mother, our lady that is present here among us. And her tenderness, her care begins to now 
caress us, to allow us to feel love beyond measure. And it's in that holy place of grace now that let that penetrating heart, the very heartbeat of the sacred heart of Mary, the sacred heart of Jesus begin to pulsate and begin to set us free, free of all pain, free of all depression, fear. Come Holy Spirit, let your healing light. I just see it now illuminating like the fog of your brain. It begins to lift now as the sunlight begins to shine. So I say, thank you, God, for that illumination right now. There's really a a choir of angels that are around each of you in your homes, in your workplace, maybe in your car. I just see now that it's light up by the presence of Yeshua. Come Holy Spirit. And through the intercession of Padre Pio, Padre Ranra St. Therese, St. John of the Cross, St. John Newman, whose feast days today, there's just an a, a image of so many divine helpers. I just feel the, the, the Casa workers right now, those light beings beginning now to infiltrate and really to set people free, emotionally, spiritually, but also physically now. Just come Holy Spirit. Let the new year, the new I am presence to show up in a, a magnificent way. I say, thank you, God, for your living word, not by might nor by power, but by thy spirit, says the Lord. So it's in that agreeing with heaven that this too shall pass. I shall pass. We all will pass into that glorious light. And let it be so in Yeshua's name. Amen. I also want to touch on looking at the past. We all have our past that there was maybe one or two people growing up, maybe it was when you're a teenager, that first believed in you. They saw something in you. They saw the light. Now, they might have used terminologies like, well, you're going to be something someday, or I see this, you're going to be a doctor or whatever. Well, I had that experience when I was in my teens where this nun says, you're going to become a priest. Well, I didn't like that term back then, (laughs) but now I look back on that and she saw the hand of God. She saw the living presence in me and her definition, well, now you'll become a priest. And it's like, but what was that person for you? Who was the one that believed in you? Maybe it was a teacher. Maybe it was a guru. Maybe it was a, a youth pastor or someone, a high school teacher that saw something in you. They see the, they are seeing the light. They saw the light and look where you are right now today in your life. I want to see, to me, it's that invisible hand of God. We have all ours and we can clap and we can praise God, but there's that invisible, that the father in heaven, the father of lights, the scripture says, that overshadows all of us. And so when I can let go of my hands, I talk about dictating God, I want this, 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 and then I'll work for you. Well, that's not how it is. So the big God says, I'm going to bring the big gun like Dana and says, come on over the California way cross that state lines. And it's like, so when I did that, I actually let go. And it's like not knowing, but when it shows up, I realize, oh my God, this is my present and my future. And now the darkness left. And now I had a new image. What I'm tapping into is who is the one that looked at you and says, you're a teacher or you're a mother who just loves to nourish the kids around you. Maybe you're an encourager. Maybe you're a a policeman, that you know the right and wrong, that you really want to go, 
maybe you're a person of tech, <laughs> a tech person that has this great image of the matrix of what makes this internet work. That is a seed for you, but it also is a seed for the future. And once you recognize what's in, within you and you give it away to others, to me, that's a, a, there's a planting of the new seed. There's a planting of the, the new garden and we can do that. So let our imagination remember who that person was, but also remember God's presence who's already was through that person. Show that anointing in you and in me and in us as a community. So there has been great teachers like Father Williams, who showed up a couple of years ago to Celebrating Life and was with many of our retreats. But he always says, this is a gem of a community. This is a gem that holds God's grace. It's like, I needed that in my own walk to realize that, is this true? Is this valuable? Is this something that God would say, yay, for Padre, for our community? And Father William was one of those people who acknowledged that. Bobby, what do you think about that expression? Who believed in you? And, and I'll answer the same thing for Dana. Because to identify that person brings God glory because he placed that person in your life. Yeah. Well, I do want to just say, Father William always would say, God, uh, Jesus walks with this ministry. Oh, wow. He always, he always said that. He says, Jesus is very alive in this ministry. It's like being... Being in this ministry is like being in someone's living room, celebrating God. Wow. It was so personal. So, wow. yeah. So I had, I had a couple of really wonderful experiences as a child. One was I had a teacher when I was really young. I, she was either my first or second grade teacher. And I, at that time, I was living a tremendous amount of violence and chaos. And my teacher wanted to give me a break. So she came to my house. We lived in an apartment in Southern California, knocked on the door unexpectedly. I didn't know this was going to happen. And she asked permission for my parents to release me to her care for the summer. And so she was going to take me to Europe. Wow. Just to get a break from the, the, the extraordinary strain of daily life in my family. And of course, they said no, but it didn't matter. Because just having that intervention at that level was so powerful. It gave me, it, it showed me it, I don't have to live the same way. Wow. It could change. And then other people were friends. <laughs> so I would have all these friends, little friends. You got a lot of friends, Bobby. <laughs> yeah. But it was the, fr my pa the parents of my friends who oh, okay. were my real friends. Yeah. So I would, I would hang out with the parents. The kids would get me into the house, but then my real friendships <laughs> were the parents. And the parents would, they liked having me around because they said I had a healing presence. So they would, they would tell me all their owies and their, you know, their pains. And I would go and put my hand on them or I would go and talk, talk with them and their pain would go away. So, so it was wow. like, it was this wonderful acknowledgement. Like they, they see who I am. It's fine. I can just go hang out with these people. They, I'm totally safe here. I wasn't as safe with their kids. Their kids, <laughs> their kids were kids, and it was just no fun. But, <laughs> but I love, I love the parents of my little friends. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you for letting us a window into your life. I appreciate that, Bobby. How about you, Dana? 
Thank you, Padre. It's a question I hadn't thought of before till you said it. And again, sometimes the pieces are all there and they fall into, into alignment. So the first thing I'm going to say is there was no human being in my family or in my community ever that recognized me or got me. What they did was they encouraged me to stay in the ball that was created. So I saw a lot of encouragement that way. But if I ever tried to leak out, it wouldn't work. And therefore, I became conservative. I, people won't believe this, but I, my first time I was offered a psychic read, I'm like, I'm not going to go listen to the crap that people just say, because it's all about logic and stuff. So my, first, my second astrologist, I went and saw her, and, the first, and I just quit landscaping. I, I, I quit my major. I was done with science. And she goes, you're an, you're, you're an earth priest. I'm like, what? She goes, you're a priest of the earth. You have something to do with making this earth stay here. And I'm like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Now here I am. That's my day job. I'm, but I, I only understood it in terms of like farming. The next person, the astrologist came after her. He goes, he just looked at me and he says, I know why you came. I know who you came with. And I know what you're trying to accomplish and nobody gets it. <laughs> now he didn't stress the whole earth thing. He said, you're a gate opener. You don't even know how to be a man, so don't try. You don't even know how to be in a relationship because it won't work because nobody understands because they want to do it this way, but you see this big thing. And again, I didn't know what he's talking about, but I started bawling my head off because I knew he was right and I didn't know what to do with it. Then I met my Native American teacher who took me to remember what that agreement with God was. And I was kind of like, well, it seems like I should be a minister or something then. I mean, and he was like, well, there's no church that will ever accept you or understand you. So I heard about Ron, I saw him many times, and then I was trying to introduce him to my old teacher saying, well, they can work together and maybe we can help your organization, you can help us because I wanted to get more healing in FSD. And I assumed that CLM wanted more tools for the monks in our day. And I'm talking to Ron about, I have no issue, I'm not trying to do anything other than get him to meet with Art. And he goes, I would like you to be a monk. And I was like, what? Can I get out of this room any faster? Like, he goes, no, you need to do this. Later, a Rinpoche, a Tibetan teacher, a high-level lama, he, he asked me to come to Tibet and become a monk for him. And I was like, what is, what is going on with this thing? And they were like, well, that's your purpose. Now, the one thing I want to say, when people recognize you, if they're supporting you, they're channeling. And that goes with your title today, Padre, which is look up and see. And you wanted to use that whole thing about Abraham being tested and he had to constantly stop and look up to God. And then he saw where to go and he saw not to take a ram and then he took his son and then he saw to stop. And then he saw that he could sacrifice the ram because that appeared out of nowhere. And then he was blessed because he continued to look up and see. I like Bobby's version is look in and hear. Mm, yes. And we don't usually do that. And we don't like information that comes from there because it wrecks all of our agreements, assumptions, fears, and things that we got to go do. So again, when I was asking you to California, I wasn't asking you to come to California. I remember when Ron asked me to help you, I was like, no, I'm like all done. I don't want to do anymore. And it was like, (laughs) Raphael kept showing me you were this big light in big space. And so I never doubted it, regardless of what your persona was trying to do to stay in that box. And so I just channeled what to do. And then you felt to do it. But again, you're you had the same difficulty as I did it. The channel, when you're looking up and seeing, when you're actually surrendering, you literally feel out of control. But what you're doing is making yourself sacred by giving up things that are keeping you limited. Limited. Mm -hmm. 
Sacred means connected. So basically what you have to do is keep listening about how to stay connected. And we don't want to do that when it's time to go to Starbucks or order. <laughs> I mean, I've taken all of the monks and ordains through this. I mean, somewhat. Go to a restaurant. Does anybody listen to their guide or angel before even picking the restaurant or be, before looking at the menu about what you're actually supposed to order? Oh, no, I want it my way. Well, good luck with that, because then nobody believes in you when you keep doing it your way. When you actually are, I had these blessings of these lights coming through to say, that's your path. Don't ever doubt it, regardless how everything else is looking. And then you realize, I know this is true. Now, I think maybe 200 years ago, maybe I'd end up in a psych ward or something, a hospital for the mentally insane, because there was a time period where that kind of channeling wasn't okay anymore. We literally only went by the words, like, I, you would judge me or I would judge them. And therefore, that's how we do it based upon scripture that we read. And then we apply it. as opposed to scriptures trying to teach you how to listen. You don't have to listen and do exactly as they did, because now is a different time. Now, instead of doing a sacrifice and doing a lamb on an altar, it might be simply you're supposed to let go of an attachment to this thing over here. That puts you more connected to the divine. And we all go, that's what New Year's resolutions are about, aren't they? We're all looking at how can I improve my life? So this is an area that I want to improve, which means I have to let go of the things that are keeping it from being in its natural state. Now, the difficulty will be is if you decide with your mind that this is what you want to do, and it's against the will of God, then what you're going to, your, your agreement and guidance by God, then what you're going to do is just keep hitting roadblocks and bumps because you agreed with God. Show me if I'm going the wrong direction. So whenever I hit one of these things, I don't literally jump into a, well, is this a good thing or a bad thing? Is this, uh, did I do it wrong? It's simply like, oh, this is simply going to take more time. Because I always know the truth now. And nobody can take that away from me again. I gave it away when I was a little boy. I won't give it away again. Yeah. Beautiful. I think that's what we all do. We all give it away to fit in. Mm -hmm. And then we create a personality and we're afraid to let it go because we have 30 years, 40 years, 50 years invested in our personality and our little box. <laughs> Definitely a little box. Dana, I remember first time I ever had a quote, psychic reading. I went with Ron one, they want this lady wanted to give Ron a reading. So he said, okay. And I went along and then she turned to me and she goes, you know, you're either going to be a healer or a kleptomaniac. And it's like, what the heck is that reading? <laughs> I became a healer. <laughs> I chose the other one. <laughs> it was like, that yeah. makes sense though, Padre. We talk about you trying to get through your house and it took a flood for you to go through the basement. <laughs> <laughs> no, but then you did because this is all the steps that happen. We are all kleptomaniacs. We're all holding on to old things. And that's a thing I, I do agree. every year in, in my school with the teachers. I'll say, have you done your stay, go or go, go list around your house? For the new year, what doesn't match your new year with God in your house? A picture, a wall, a, a, a new a shirt that's been your favorite. Is it time to pass it forward? Yeah. Why aren't we afraid to surround ourselves with with the energy that allows us to listen more rather than oh, I really got to have that because I've had that for twenty years. It reminds me of my grandpa, and I never listen when I think about my grandpa. I just do things because I want to please my grandpa instead of listening. Takes me in a direction that my grandpa would be very proud of. Yeah. But he could never tell me. It reminds me of taking down my Christmas decoration, which I had a, a lot of this year. And now the walls and everything are, I, I haven't put things back. And I'm okay with that. It's like, 
I'm happy because it's something different for me. But I just know there's a the old, and now all of a sudden I'm making room for the new. So I allow it to fill up the way it's supposed to, not what I want. And and I think this is a a, a truth that each of you moving into 2022, as we pray for each of you now, that gotta let go. We have our we want this to show up, whether it's a, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a spouse, a partner, maybe it's a new dog, a new job, more finances, or just health for to live till tomorrow. The, our future is in God. And if God wants us home tomorrow, God will take us home. So the idea of allowing God's grace to manifest in whatever form that is, it takes trust. But trust Dana, Bobby, and I, the trio, the Holy Spirit. Let's trust the Holy Spirit that she knows what our need is. She knows our desire, our very breath. And so we're going to just lead in prayer. And what I think I'll do is I'll start out with maybe just words of knowledge. If we, then we'll do whatever comes, but we'll start there. And, and I just want to just allow the Holy Spirit to see you, see your face, but also to recognize that I'll do a couple and then Bobby and then Dana. We'll just go in that succession. And then we'll pray for everyone, of course, because it's really the, the, the goal of the Holy Spirit to make all things new. And so I want to see what the Holy Spirit sees in you uh, specifically. So the Holy Spirit who? God's got my attention. <laughs> I really sense the Holy Spirit desires to just maneuver you out of the present where you're at in a sense of the, maybe your mindset, maybe you want to move, but I really sense there is a movement for you and allowing that grace now to unfold you right now. I just say, come Holy Spirit, as we, as you let go of what seems to attach you to maybe your home, maybe to your relationships, maybe to your workplace, that just put that into the hands of God right now and allow God's grace, God's mercy, God's kindness to overflow in your life. So I just say, come Holy Spirit. And for, I say, thank you, God, for having you come on tonight. You had an expectation, maybe, maybe, maybe. And then all of a sudden you tuned in and says, I'm going to come on tonight. And so whatever, even what Bobby said or what Dana said tonight really resonated with your spirit. And it also will position you now for the greater work that God has for you. And I just say, this is the year for you. This is the year for you. God and you are one. And, and once you allow the Holy Spirit to just let go of the rain, so to speak, and it will pour in you know, the, your God's mercy, your kindness, and actually what you're looking for, that, that next step, it will show up in your life. So I bless you in Jesus' name. And so Bishop Bobby. It says in Philippians, do not be anxious in anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. And I send a blessing to your new home. May it be filled with God's Holy Spirit, divine light, perfect peace. And may your body, mind, and spirit come into full congruence in this neighborhood that you're living, in the relationships that you have established through all of your effort and heart's knowing. And may your, your job take on an even bigger 
mission for you because you are clearly here to do something great in God. Amen. God sees your heart. God knows your spirit. God is guiding your path. Trust the love that is all around you and for you. You are a brother, a dear brother in this community, and we love you. Know and trust the path that has started to unfold for you. It's a new beginning, and you've worked really hard to get your life where it is now. So let God open to you everything that is said and done. It's what you've always done. But now, more than ever, I hope that you have the confidence and trust that God is with you. Amen. Beautiful. Bishop Dana. The word I was getting, thank you for being here tonight with us. The word I was getting was listen. And this is a step on what both Bishop Bobby was saying, what I was saying is that you did that exercise of opening your heart. Now from that place, listen when you're coming into decisions. Just trust that it's okay to ask from here, should I do this? Should I? And keep it simple too. Don't go with the big things. Start with small things. That's my advice to anybody that starts with this is never start with big stuff because our, our attachment will get involved. Just start with what time would be a good time for me to eat dinner? What time's a good time for me to go to bed? Should I drink my water now? Just really simple things that we think I should figure this out as opposed to listening will kind of get you in the flow of realizing, oh, God's there for me a lot of the time. I can really trust that. So I, I bless you in that grace and your ability to start growing this ability to listen from the heart and to follow the path that works for you in all things, no matter how big or small. Just an addition to what Bobby was saying, I was getting the word expand beyond the bubble beyond the, the bubble of what you know, like, and start with curiosity. That's what expand means. It doesn't mean go try something really weird and different that scares you. It's a question about something you don't quite understand. Somebody said something here today, or I wonder what that means. And then what happens, doors open. I can remember in my agreement in surrendering to God is I didn't know where to go. And then God just started laying things in front of me, books, people. Ron was one of those, a flyer that showed up out of nowhere that I kept throwing away and they kept showing up. But I had, I was off the grid. I had no way that people even knew my address, the post office box, but I got like three flyers in a row. Like, how could I be on somebody's mailing list when I don't belong to anything? So God will find that way to give you that information if you open the curiosity. So again, there's a there's a past, a family tradition of keeping it within the guardrails type of thing, like going to the bowling alley and have those things, make sure you don't gutter a ball or something like that. And they don't allow you the freedom to choose which lane to even go in. So we're just opening up that possibility that God's asking you to expand and see where that leads you. The third one is, and the word I'm getting is, Hold, hold on to the knowingness that you have about your purpose and your service. Sometimes you 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 start to only see the physical and the in the and the stuff that seems so problematic, and the stuff starts to go into repeating patterns. And if you hold on to the surrender, this peace that you're trying to move, God will assist and lift it right out of your space. So I'm going to, again, just ask Holy Spirit to guide and protect all the community that's visiting with us today and those that couldn't make it with us. Reach into us, dear Holy Spirit, and help us perk up and listen to your most subtle of communications, whether through music or sound or sight, visualizations, imagery, truth. May it always be from Holy Spirit and nothing lower.
Mm. Amen. 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 Beautiful. I think we'll do a, another round of this, but also in that round, we're probably specifically talking to one person, but it could be 10 more people on this call. So even though your name not might not be called, you might have the same characteristics. So just believe the Holy Spirit is beyond time and space in my words or my names that are being spoken of and also Dane and Bobby. So next one's going to be, I sense the Holy Spirit, there's a shakening at the workplace in a sense. And it's like, you want me to do this and you want me to do that. And it's like, I'm hearing the words, stand firm and know I am God. So God is realizing that he's placed you in this new position, in this new place outside your norm, but it's specifically for a reason because he wants you. He wants you to be blessed in such in a supernatural way, and especially in the finances, but also then that you become a father again, in a sense, in the home. I just say, thank you, God, for your living presence. Just come, Holy Spirit. Let your life, let your love of God just expand. And for anyone who has a workplace issue, I just see that clearing right now. The Holy Spirit knows time nor space. And so with your agreement with God and the Holy Spirit on this, you just walk in that light because now you will become a a tractor field for the more of God. The other person is, I just really sense the the movement of stepping into a brand new way of living in a sense. Once you're retired, that you can actually do what you want now, but there's always that limitations of should I, could I, and I know you love your spiritual community. It, It embraces you, but there is the more, also allow the more of, call it socializing in a sense, knowing that you're safe because you're a child of God. And so We just eliminate the fear of the past, of the what ifs, and now enter into a place of divine alignment. So anyone who has any fear of going outside your box, whatever that might be. So I just say, come Holy Spirit, let that living word become flesh once again and dwelt among you. May you be restored 100 fold in this year and those to come in Yeshua's name. Amen. So Bishop Bobby. Okay, this is from Psalms. I run in the path of your commands, for you have set my heart free. And I say this to both of you in this new relationship. May your hearts be free in each other. May this year show you a truth of everlasting love and light. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. This is what you're saying to the divine, that the divine is going to guide your path and light your way. And you can rest and trust in this. You have been working so hard to find your truth. And I believe that this Psalm was written for you today. Great peace have they who love your law and nothing can make them stumble. And I know that you are someone who has truly found your space in God's love and light. And I honor you and I bless you on all levels of your being and every cell of your body throughout all time and space. You are healed, healed, healed in God's love now. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. 
Vishupad Tare, the other one, <laughs> Dana. The word is let go. And I know you're doing your best to do that. And I know the level that you're waiting for us to get to in your inner work has a lot of that information. Could start though with just that annual going gently through the house, listening to what to let go of. What is to go in a box to be considered to let go later? What goes really goes out is going to the Salvation Army. And what stays that that if you can start with the physical aspect of your life, you'll start letting God speak to you in the bigger aspect. And then then all health will start to improve. So I ask the uh, Holy Spirit to bless all on the call that need to let go, to be able to have that support and grace, the, the ease and the grease of Holy Spirit to, to allow us to move and slide into a bigger opening of who we are. The word is surrender, but it's more in the aspect of what I read earlier from Ron's book, which is about making sacred. You've done a lot of steps of surrendering pictures, beliefs, attitudes, but what has to happen is you have to understand that all those things are sacred events. So even when bad things happen to us, they're sacred because they're trying to show us that we're off course or that we have something to fulfill here. So I'll even make something negative in my life sacred if I sacrifice it up. So one of those things is to make sure on that last step is to connect. So again, Holy Spirit, I ask all on the call that are going through a surrender moment in their life, when they have hurts, they have judgments or being judged, they have misunderstandings, they have conflicts, that all these things are our own and they're not about a person, a group, a society, a belief system out there. It's really I have a belief that's blocking me from knowing how, where to sit with this with God and just know what's true. Instead, I got to take this position of plus or minus. So may God grant all of us that ease in seeing that all things are from God and how to be at peace with the decisions those around us make. And the word is love. And it's more continuing on what Bobby was doing. That space of what he's talking about here, when the heart realizes that it is a function of Holy Spirit that's when love starts. Before that, there are different levels of affinity and they are all sticky. But the love of this connection allows all of life to be meaningful, our purpose in school and what we're studying. And we know that that's just a vehicle to get us to be able to do our service in the world and show up for others. So may all of us that need that love of that heart listening connection, the ability to look up and see, that ability to look in and listen. May we all start the steps of, of taking the rust off the hinges on the door that we keep closed. May it open regardless. Again, using Bobby's example, using that as a ritual, a daily meditation to practice every day. May this door become more of a swinging door because I know I can't just open it fully yet. May we be able to have those moments of really trusting God and really listening. Amen. Amen. I love this quote, rapid firing of the words and the names. And I think we're going to just continue that for just a little while. And it's, so, and I'll just leave so Bobby and Dana know what I'm talking about because <laughs> we don't plan this. But I'm just going to say maybe a word that comes with it and then move on to the other one. Just knowing that the Holy Spirit is alive here and just see grace upon grace, healing upon healing but also finances to show up at your doorstep in Jesus' name for physical healing to take place, especially in the, the bone area, the spine. I just say, come Holy Spirit, let your living light, your love be healing and the restoration. Come Holy Spirit, let your love 
begin to expand. I just see, I speak life into you. What your, the past has been, but what your future is, is very rich, but it's also strengthening and it's going to bring much joy into your life. I just say, thank you, God, for being on the call tonight as we connect in the spirit, but also that illumination in your home. May it grow, may it, may it have a force of brilliant light that even tonight, you might see light in your room when you go to bed and there is no light on for the angels who want to surround you. I just say thank you, God, for the healing of the emotional, the spiritual, and the physical. I just see a divine matrix happening, like stirring of the soup. And all of a sudden, the angels and our Blessed Mother is there to assist you in the healing of your body, your emotional body, your spiritual body, in Jesus' name. And I just say thank you, God, for that living word made flesh today. And that word that comes is gratitude. Gratitude is grounding. And grounding is also a place where you need to expand that. Because your box, you think big, but your box is small. So allow grace now to fill it full in Yeshua's name. Bishop Bobby. There's so much light that is penetrating into your being right now. Open up and receive it fully because this light is destined to be evolving you because you have important, very important, valuable missions in the world. But only the light can bring out the purpose, the vision, and the way. So let this light superimpose itself with you now, almost like. Mother, Ma Mother Mary with the angel Gabriel, where the angel brought this incredible light of creation into the physical vessel. Let it be done through God, by God, with God. Amen. Beautifully said. Bishop Dana. I'm being pulled like you, Padre, when I see a, a symptom and everybody raise their hand that has, it, and I imagine everybody has this one. The word is allow. The people that I'm have highlighted that I need to call this out on. What I see is these are 12 or 13 different versions of allow, but really the step before listening is to allow. That means actually open to the possibility. You might know right away what this issue is about. As soon as I say allow, and I'll tell you right away, you're wrong. It's not about that issue that you think you need to allow. Allowing is a personal thing. It never has to do with the outside. Allowing is the willingness to be fluid, like my background here, rather than I got to have something perfect that I want to identify by. Oh, it's empty now. Nothing's happening. Oh, I'm allowing. Something's beginning to start. Oh, I have no control. It's exploding. Oh, it's moving over here. What happens is allowing is being present with every single breath, with every single activity, with every single person, regardless of their mood or their behavior or the situation. So my, I ask that Holy Spirit allow for all of us that expansion, that fluidity, and that ease with understanding the change that we must be. Amen. Amen. I really like that style, Dana, which you just created. And what the Holy Spirit reminded me tonight is any person whose name either starts or ends, or first name and last name, with an M, the one word that comes through is a breakthrough year. And I'm going to say a breakthrough month. January is not necessarily a year that we tend to break through, 
but I sense the Holy Spirit is anointing those with the M in their name to have a breakthrough. I just say, thank you, God, for your living presence. I thank you, God, for dividing the haves and the haves nots and let each of them become your spokesman, spokeswoman in order to break through. So your decrees, your promises from God, decree them, decree them, decree them. And you'll see this breakthrough in the month of January in Yeshua's name. Bobby, anything else? Yeah. So th these are healing prayers. Pick me. <laughs> Padre. <laughs> and the testimony is this, that God has given us eternal life. So we have to sink into that eternalness right now to break through this physical limitation or this physical harness that is has somehow constricted and taken over our life or our confidence that life is safe and healthy and easy and free. So trust in the testimony that God has given you eternal life. There is no separation with God. Break free now. Break free now. Break free now. Lift your head to the stars. Let God guide your path. Break free now. Break free now in this moment. Don't wait for tomorrow. Don't wait for tonight. Break free right now. Break free right now. You have come here on purpose and God has a plan for your life. It's sublime and it's perfect. And I also want to send a voice to all the creatives out there who are bringing so much beauty and perfection of the heavenly realm into the physical world so that all of us can be nourished and nurtured in this creation. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Amen. And Bishop Dana. It's for the entire group. When we are listening, there's only one voice to listen to, and that's God's. From God, there has to be a channel that we trust. In Celebrating Life, it's Raphael. And then you can see behind Padre as a symbology, there's a whole crew, a whole council of guides, some of them not known on the planet. They don't have names that we know, but still, these are all what I call non-conditional guides. When we are not listening to those beings, we are still listening, but the radio dial has turned down. And we might be anywhere from really happy beings who like firework and happiness, but will not give you the truth down to beings that give us the depression, sadness, hurt, pain. They keep trying to tell us. And we're good listeners. We're just not on the right frequency. So I'm going to invoke that Raphael comes to every person right now in their room or car or wherever they're at outside. Raphael, make your presence known in a gentle way, hands on the shoulder, hands on the head, hands on the heart. Maybe it's a flow of energy that they feel. As all of you, I want you to tap in and realize you don't have to be a monk or ordained to listen to an angel. That just designates a path of commitment. Like that means we have agreed to be in that spiritual path in all moments, every single day, every single, every single second, every single breath. But we now want to make a new association, a new purpose of looking up and seeing. We want it to be from Raphael or, or from our own personal highest guide at that same level. We all do have one, although we may not hear it. And at the same time, I rebuke all the lower beings 
that are trying to push in without worry, sadness, depression, loss, grief, illness, poverty, mental illness, mental pain, mental frustrations. I ask them all to leave now. And then as you feel Raphael's presence with you, ask for a continuance. Ask for a visitation on a regular basis. Ask for a new, this is your new calibration point of listening. This is the place that you can tune your heart to. This is the place in which you can start without thinking of the news and thinking of of COVID or democracy or anything that's throwing you off and scaring you. It could be simple. I can't find a job. I'm worried of going out right now. And still, Raphael will guide you where to go and when to go and how to go and how to double mask or not mask or whatever you're doing. When we get into this place, there's no argument. There's no conspiracy theory. There's no anything that can take us back. We may listen to news. We may agree with it or disagree with it, but Raphael will show us the news to listen to. Because for a while, we need to fill with the good news before we're strong enough to handle the bad news out there. Thank you, Raphael, for this promise. And I'm going to say that he's saying that he'll do it anywhere from one week to a month based upon your agreement, daily basis, if you want it. And it's up to you now. It's your choice. Thank you, God. Amen. Thank God. Well, the Holy Spirit just cleaned the slate. We have a brand new 2022. Looking through the eyes of the Spirit into our future, present and future. I just say thank you, God. And for Lisa and for Brittany that I said I would pray for, I just say thank you, God, for their lives and how it unfolds in whatever capacity to meet their need today, tomorrow, next year. And so closing prayer, I'll start with Bobby, Dana, and then I'll finish with wrapping up tonight's session. Divine great creator, perfect God, my dearest friend, I am taking rest in you now and inviting all of my beloved community to take rest in you as well. We are so grateful to have the power, the supernatural power that you so freely give through your consciousness, through your way, and through your light. Amplify Amplify for us tonight that which will set our path straight, that which will bring our heart's desire to manifestation, and that which will bring our gifts into the world so that we can love and bless and anoint each other in a good and godly way. Amen. Amen. Bishop Dana. Holy Father, Holy Mother as we know you as Holy Spirit movement through us and with us, please grant us the ability to hear what we do not wish to hear, to see what we think we can't see, to correct what we feel is uncorrectable inside, to forgive what it is we made a vow to never let go of. Help us be more in your image 
more in the flow of what life can be so that we can bring to our families, to our communities, to humanity, to plant and animal, to earth, to the cosmos, the truth of the possibilities of all the great teachers bringing us of the good news that's here for us, that we really truly are infinite beings. And it resides right here in our heart. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for this wonderful gift and remembrance. Amen. I say thank you, God, for this dwelling, this gathering tonight. I thank you for those cloud of witnesses, for each individual who walk with their spiritual guide, with their saint, their sage, that the increase of favor and that listening ear of hearing, that voice that supports you in your walk with God in on this healing land called Mother Earth. I thank you, God, for the healing of any illness, disease in the body. I speak now to the spirit of death and I break its hold over your body organs, over your spirit, over your consciousness. I say thank you, God, for filling them up full now with your living waters. Refresh, renew, refresh, renew. May I speak life into these bodies now. I speak health into these bodies right now. I thank you, Holy Spirit, and I thank you for the ministering angels that have come your way, that have surrounded you, that will go before you, making the crooked path straight. Good reports, the doctor's reports. I thank you, O Lord our God, for the pain that's being released right now in the name of Jesus and for the divine love of the Father, the divine love of Our Lady. May it increase in favor upon your health, your healing, in your personality. I thank you, God, for joining us as one in the spirit tonight. May you grow, may you prosper, may you be in good health, even as your soul prospers. And I bless you as your padre with good health, good healing in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So be it. It is so. Namaste. Happy New Year, everyone. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Dana. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you, Mary Kay, for all organizing this. And thank you for showing up. We'll see you next year at this time. And if you have some time, and we'd love to have you join us as we continue God's favor, which you just heard tonight. Be well. Let's hear from you. Write us. Tell us how you enjoyed this program. And we keep praying for you daily. Be well. Bobby, last words. Dana, last words. Happy New Year, everybody. Much love. Remember that this is a six year. So six is a really amazing number. Get to know it. It's all about healing. It's all about tolerance, acceptance. It's all about opening your heart to the greater. And it's all about finding the love that is supernatural. Amen. Amen. My brother, Dana. I just believe very strongly that as we keep seeing the changes in the world, we all will start to see God coming more into our life. I think we, when we're not in crisis, we let it go. I have time to get to that. I might find it on a vacation trip. But now it's more needed than ever to just be in that alignment. So I keep seeing 20 this year, as Bobby said, six year to be this year of being in God alignment. Beautiful.
Sleep with the angels, everyone. Namaste. God bless you.